engaging increase through intercessory prayer. Pastor David and Minister Eva Jarrett have done a marvelous job thus far paving the way for this series. And I must say, at least for myself personally, my life has been changed from the principles that I've learned from the Word of God. Somebody yeah. say amen to that. Amen. So we're going to further, we're going to go continue further in that today. The objective, objectives I have for today is number one, to understand the purpose, power, and practical application of intercessory prayer. So we're going to understand the purpose of intercessory prayer. Why is it important? Why is it vital to this faith walk, this Christian walk that we do on a daily basis? Then we're going to understand the power of it because there is power in intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer has things on the inside of it that can shift the whole, it can shift the whole household, it can shift yeah. the whole city, it can Amen. shift the whole state, it can Amen. shift the whole nation. Right. If it is done correctly and it's applied correctly. Amen. Then number three, we're going to understand the purpose, power, and practical applications of intercessory prayer. We strongly believe in Destiny Generation Church. You know, we, we, we want people to feel good. We really do. But that's not our main objective. Our main objective is to make sure that when you leave this building, you have more than just a good feeling on the inside of you. Amen. That you've learned something from the word of God that you can practically apply to your life. Yes. So you can see your life change and you can experience the true difference of destiny. Somebody say amen to amen. 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 Number two, to unlock the inner watchman and warrior inside of every intercessor. And that's really what I'm going to keep wow. on today is talking about the watchman and the warrior, because there is a watchman and a warrior on the inside of every intercessor. Yes. And to be an intercessor, you don't have to have a fivefold calling or anything yes. like that. Anybody can be a yes. anybody can be an intercessor. Yes. Right. I don't have to have the title of bishop or pastor or anything like that. I can just be regular old John Davis and be an intercessor. Amen. So Amen. there is a watchman and there is a warrior on the yes. inside of you. And I believe today with the keys that are in the principles I'm going to give you today, we'll be able to unlock that. So you can apply it, like you said, apply, apply practical things from the word of God to your life and watch your life change. Amen. And then number three, Amen. Finally, Amen. to sound the alarm and take a stand in prayer against the enemy that is attacking you and your house. Yes. At the Amen. end of the message today, we're going to do, um, we're going to have an activation where we're going to stand up. Usually when we close, we're going to stand up and then we're just going to begin interceding. Interceding on behalf of the church, interceding on yes. behalf of our families, yes. interceding on behalf of our nation. Yes. Amen. Our nation. Yes. Amen. That's what we really need right now. We yes. need some intercessors. And frankly, we, I'm teaching you all these principles today. So we're going to activate that and put, the, put those principles to work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So Pastor David gave us this definition of what an intercessor is. An intercessor is one who goes to God on behalf of another, filled by the compassion of Jesus, or one who confronts demonic enrochments as a watchman and or warrior on behalf of another. Intercession is going to the one who has the answer on behalf of the one who has the problem. So as an intercessor, it is my job to go before the throne room of God, to stand before his throne and plead and intercede and pray on behalf of someone else. See, prayer is not, it's not all just about me. It's not just about me, 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 and everything that I want. Right, right. I have to take some time to do some intercessory prayers. That's why the model, the model prayer Jesus gave us was, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." That didn't say anything about me. Right. It didn't say anything about me. It said, "God, 
Heavenly Father, which means I have a relationship with you. Hallowed be your name, which means holy is your name. Magnificent is your name. Mighty is your name. Your name is great. Your name is Jehovah. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is El Elyon. Your name is Elohim. I'm giving praise to God for the wonders of his name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Did I say me yet? No. No, 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 no. So, thy kingdom come. So, before I get to what I want, I have to see what my father wants. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Because my life is not my own. William right, right. said, My life is not my own. To you, I belong. Right. I give myself away. Yeah. I don't give myself away yeah. just when I get saved. I give myself away on a daily basis. Yes, right. yes, yes. I have to give myself to God and say, You know yeah. what? What do you want today, right, 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 right. I may be dealing with this, I may be dealing with yeah. that, and I may be dealing with the other, but what do you want today? Yes. Because whatever you got planned today is going to supersede whatever I was going to ask you. Yes. I found who out in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm extending the royal invitation for him to come in the earth and move. Yes. We just read. I sought for one among them. I sought for one among them who would stand in the gap and build the wall. So my wrath wouldn't have to come on them. But since I couldn't find anybody, it had to happen. Yeah. So every day we have to make sure that Okay Lord I, I'm personally giving you The invitation to come into my life Rearrange all the puzzle pieces Even if it doesn't make sense to me right now I know it'll make sense later Just rearrange it yeah. in the way that you wanted to have it Because you know better Than I Then we get to the give us this day Our daily bread Then I go to God and ask him what I want Right then I go to God and ask him what I want. See, look, there's levels to this stuff. There's levels to prayer. I can't just start whatever I want to start. That's right. I don't have to say that model prayer the exact same words that Jesus said, but I do need to follow that format. Because it's not all about me. It's not all about John. Even if I think it is sometimes, it's not all about John. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. Then I can go before the throne room and gotta ask what I want. But in my mind, I should have this willingness when I'm going to God telling him what I want, I should go in there willing to intercede for somebody else as well. Yeah. Whether I do it first, whether I do it in the middle, or whether I do it last during the give me give us this day our daily bread part. Somewhere in there, I should be interceding for somebody else. Yeah, right. And saying, Lord. So-and-so needs this issue worked out. Yes. I need you to handle it. Yeah. So-and-so has this problem. I need you to handle it. I need you to step in. So intercessory prayer, intercessory prayer is important. So I go to God on behalf of, a, of another, filled with the compassion of Jesus. I know there were plenty of times in my life where I did something, not because I wanted to, but because mom and dad told me to. There's a lot of things I didn't want to do, but I had to do it because mom and dad told me. So intercessory prayer is not somebody telling you to pray for somebody and you go like, oh, God, bless them. Amen. No, I had to be filled with the compassion of Jesus. I had to love like Jesus. And we've heard our pastor say a million times that love is not a feeling, but it's a pattern of behaviors. For God so loved the world that he what? That he what? 
So God matched his words. His actions matched his words. He made sure he gave on just what he said. It just wasn't, okay, I love you. I love this. I love all that. He gave. He showed you how much he loved us. So if I'm going to be filled with the compassion of Jesus, my actions have to match my words. I can't come to church and tell you I love you and hug up on you, but when, when you tell me you got a need, I don't do nothing about it. Right. Now, financially, I may not be able to do anything about it. Physically, I may not be able to do anything about it. But prayer, I can do prayer. I can do prayer every day of the week. I can do prayer 24-7. I can take, I can take at least five minutes out of my day and say, Lord, I'm interceding for this person right now. So I got to be filled with the compassion of Jesus. Now, Let's go to Exodus 32, verse 1. Exodus 32, verse 1. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Now, if we were reading this, in a modern day, a modern day version or translation in 2018. Can I, can I give you a modern translation of 2018? Go ahead, go ahead. The congregation, the congregation got tired of waiting for Pastor Moses, their pastor, senior pastor of Let My People Go, Deliverance Tabernacle, Church of God. <laughs> Because his sabbatical was taking just a little bit too long. <laughs> so the congregation went to one of the, to the assistant pastor, Pastor Aaron, and said to him, look, we as a congregation, we voted. We voted. We voted. And we decided we're tired of waiting on Moses. We're tired of hearing you preach, and we want somebody else. We want a new senior pastor. We want a new senior pastor. So, um, verse 2. And Aaron said to them, break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. Break off the earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. No, I was always told men didn't wear earrings. I could have used that scripture a couple of years ago. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright. Verse 3. So all the people. So all the people broke off. Just call me out. I did, Pastor. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in the ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with an engraving tool and molded a calf. And then they said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, go get down. For your people whom, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. 
Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, formerly known as Jacob. Your servants to whom you swore by, your own self, and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and all this land I have spoken of, I will give your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Amen. So here we Amen. see Pastor Mo standing in the gap yeah. for his crazy yeah. stiff neck congregation. Stood in the gap from the right thing in there. So that's what so we, we can take this example right here and say, you know what, Lord, whoa, 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 whoa. Lord, I know they messed up. I know they've been in their dumb days and it's turned into dumb weeks, into dumb months, into dumb years. I know they have. But the key into what Moses said, he said, remember Abraham. Remember Isaac. And remember Israel. I know they're messing up, God. But remember how they used to serve you. Remember all the sacrifices they made. I know they're messing up, God. But remember their parents. Their parents are pastors. Their parents served you faithfully. I know they messed up, God. But please remember what you said. Remember that they are your creation. And even though they got off the destiny path, they are still your children. This is still your child. So please, for me, don't hurt me. Have mercy on me. Extend the right hand of fellowship to him. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt Moses was, Jesus wasn't even on the scene yet, but Moses was what? He was filled with compassion. The compassion of Jesus, who hadn't even popped on the scene yet, but he still had enough compassion to intercede on behalf of his people. On behalf of his stiff necked, crazy congregation. Those people gave Moses headaches so many times. It's just unreal. More than that's just recorded in the Bible. They gave him so many headaches, but yet still, he interceded for them. He stood in the middle. Imagine, imagine an armed man with a gun pointed to your face. An intercessor is somebody who steps right in and say, no, 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 please don't. Please don't. Don't do it. Please don't do it. I know they messed up, but please don't do it. Forgive them. Please don't shoot them. I know you want some money. I know you're trying to rob them, but please don't kill them. I have to stand in the gap. I have to be fearless like that as an intercessor to stand in the gap for somebody. Amen. I have to stand in the gap even if they don't know better. Right, right. Because a lot of times they may not know better, but I know better. I see what's going on. I see the path that they're taking, and I know it's not going to end well. So I'm going to stand in the gap and put myself on the line and intercede for this person. Somebody say amen to that. Next verse I want to go to is Amos chapter 7. And I'm reading out the Message Bible. So we talk about intercession a lot. We talk about Job 42.10, where Job interceded for his friends, and then God gave him um, double what he had lost. But I really, I really ask the Lord, I, I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with those scriptures. All scripture is great. But I want to give them something fresh so they know this wasn't just a one-hit wonder in the Bible with Job. Yeah, all right. 
Right. This happened before him and this happened after him. So here we're going to read about the prophet Amos. God, my master, showed me this vision. He was preparing a locust swarm. The first cutting which went to the king was complete and the second crop was just sprouting. The locust ate everything green. Not even a blade of grass was left. I called out, God, my master, excuse me, but what's going, what's, what's going to come of Jacob? He is so small. Then God gave in and said, it won't happen. God showed me this vision. Oh, God, my master was calling up a firestorm. It burned up the ocean. Then it burned up the promised land. I said, God, my master, hold it, please. What's going to come of Jacob? He's so small. God gave in and said, all right, this won't happen either. So we hear, so we see this prophet, prophet Amos. God was showing him a vision. It wasn't happening in real life. He didn't see it happen with his natural eyes. He saw it from a spiritual realm. God put the movie in front of his face and he said, hold it. You're usually able to talk to a screen during the movie, but Amos said, hold it. Don't you go in there. You know better than that. He was like, God, please yes, don't yes, let it happen. Yes, yes, yes. Now, nothing's going, going on outside in the natural realm. That's right. yes, but Amos, he was yes. so in tune with God that he saw the spiritual realm yes, and he said, yes, whoa, yes, yes, hold it. Yes, yes, hold it, please. Yes, uh, don't let this happen to these yes, people. Yes. Jacob, Israel, can't take him. We're too small. So as an intercessor, it's just not the natural things I see, but it's also the spiritual things right. I see. Yes. Right, right. I have to be, I have to be able to go beyond this dimension to see what's happening. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. And then we said earlier that an intercessor is one who confronts demonic enrochments as a watchman and a warrior on behalf of another. Now we're going to focus on this position of the watchman. Ezekiel um, 33 is where we're going to go next. And we're going to read down verse 1 all the way down to verse 9. And we hear the Lord um, in, this, in this passage of scripture anointing and appointing Ezekiel as a watchman. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land take a man from the territory and make him their watchman. When he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people that whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. Verses, verse 6 goes on to say, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. My God, my God. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hands. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear my word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, oh, wicked man, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hands. 
Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. But you have delivered your soul. So I want to give you some principles. Some principles. Watchman principles from Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 1 through 9. Come on. Watchman principles from Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 1 through 9. Number one, your position, position yourself in the spiritual realm to see things ahead of time. We just read that in the book of Amos. You have to understand, a watchman, we're, we're thinking about a kingdom and a king in his domain, um, in his territory. A watchman, a watchman isn't hanging out with the regular people inside the town. A watchman got his own post in his tower to over, not overlook just the city. I can, I can look within my parameters, but I can also see what's going on in the outskirts of the cities of the city. So if trouble is coming, I can let people know. So as an intercessor, I have to be careful who I'm around and where I'm around. I have to be aware of my surroundings. Because if I'm not in the right surrounding, if I'm not in the right state of mind, if I'm doing my old thing and not taking up the watchman position that God has assigned me to, trouble can come and we won't know anything about it. We'll get blindsided. That's why I need to position myself to see things ahead of time. Number two, while we live in a grace and truth dispensation, the grace of God doesn't negate the responsibilities given by God. While we live in a grace and truth dispensation, just a time period, that's a big word for time period. While we live in a grace and truth time period, the grace of God doesn't negate, it doesn't deflect the responsibilities given by God. So even though they're still in the old covenant, we just read in this scripture, even though they were still in the old covenant, and Jesus had came get and paid for all the remission of sins. God said, if you don't tell them, the blood will be at your hand. The blood is going to be on your hand. Nobody else, not your mama, not your daddy, not the traffic that may have held you up to go into that person, but the blood is on your hands. So I, I praise God for grace and truth. I thank God for his grace and mercy. I thank God that the grace of my apostle and my pastor is only to preach right now. I thank God that there's, that there's no grace that I'm leaving on the table. I praise God that there's grace to do a job, do it well, and do it better because I have an anointing on my life. But grace doesn't excuse me from my responsibility. God will forgive me. The blood of Jesus will wash me clean. If I sin, they ain't going to stone me. If I sin, they ain't going to crucify me. They ain't going to fog me. But if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, the responsibility is still on me. That's right. That's right. So we live in a grace and truth dispensation. It's okay. But while there's grace, mm -hmm. there's also truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth is you've got responsibilities that you need to handle. That's right. That's right. Somebody say amen. Amen. And then number three. As an alarm, your job requirement is to keep sounding, sounding the alarm until someone makes a decision. Yeah. While I'm see, while you're sleeping, when the alarm goes off, you have three options. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? It's, it's supposed to have one option, but we, we give you three. We add, we add on two extra. You can either get up and say, all right, I gotta get up and do what I gotta do. You can push it off and say, I'll get to it later. Or you can just completely ignore it. As an alarm, as an intercessor, as a watchman. I would love every message that God gives me to the people. I wish they would get up and do option one. What you <laughs> but at the end of the day, 
As much as I love you and as much as I want you to do that thing, at the end of the day, my job is just to get the message to you and for you to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. I have to get the message to you. Yeah, I have to right. get the message to you. Now, what you do after you get the message, that's your own decision. That's, right. that's your own prerogative. Right. But I need to get the message to you. Right. And you have to make a decision. Yeah. And then number four, as a watchman, intercessor, as a watchman, intercessor, I deliver God's message to the designated people. Mm -hmm. yes. There's a reason why designated people is underlined. I'm not supposed to be in the throne room of God getting information on what I need to do to pray for somebody and then go t telling about it to the yes. congregation. Yes. Right, right, right. I'm not supposed to be out here talking, like if God give me classified information, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not open to the general public, it's just Classified yeah, right, information. Right. If God give me classified information, I don't go around declassifying it. Unclassified. Right, right, right. Right, right. You better preach that thing. As a watchman intercessor, yes. I can't have the mouth of somebody who's five years old That's right. going That's around right. just saying yeah, yeah. tilly yeah. doom to everybody. I can't. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, I gotta have a guard on me. I gotta have a guard on me. And so if I'm gonna be a watchman, I gotta do these things. I gotta position myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta understand I got responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. I have to understand that I have to keep sounding the alarm until somebody makes a decision. And then I have to understand that the message, the designated message is for a designated people or person. Yeah, that's it. And I need to be real clear about yeah. who it is for and who it's not for. Yes, yes. Amen. Yeah. Somebody say amen to me. Amen. 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 Yeah. Alright, so we talked about the watchman intercessor. Now we're going to talk about the warrior. All right. Speaking of warriors, shout out to the Golden State Warriors who won last year. Amen, Jesus. Glory to God. So if we're going to talk about, hold on, let's, 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 let's pause for a minute before we get to that list. Before we talk about um, the warrior, we have to understand that the, the warrior, the Godhead has a nature of being a mighty warrior. We're a spirit, we're, we're a spirit-filled believing church. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we understand that when we speak in tongues, it's not just a whole bunch of gooba right. There's some power that's going on yeah. behind it. I may not understand it, and it's best that yeah. I don't understand right. it. Because if I did understand that I would mess it up and just start praying the things that I want. Yeah. So God had to create a classified way of communion from here to headquarters yeah. so only they can understand it and so that it will be the absolute, complete, perfect will. Of God. Yeah. So our spirit language takes on the same nature as the Holy Spirit who gave it to us. The Holy Spirit has the same nature as Christ Jesus who sent him. And Jesus has the same nature of Almighty God. And God is a mighty warrior. Somebody say warrior. warrior. One of the major characteristics of the nature of the Godhead of the Godhead is that of a mighty warrior. Several places in scripture state that God fought for Israel, his chosen people. We've heard, if you've been to Tuesday Night Empowerment, we've heard this illustration from Pastor that when Pharaoh saw how beautiful Sarah was, he brought her to her, brought him, brought her to his house with the intention of marrying her. And when her earthly husband didn't take a stand, didn't stand in the gap, and didn't do anything for her, her heavenly husband got up in there and said, Get your hands off of what's mine. Yeah, amen. Can't touch this. That's, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's something that come out to years later. That's basically what God said. <laughs> <laughs> <Can't touch this. laughs> 
Amen. So we know God fought for Sarah. Yeah. We know that God helped Joshua and the Israelites win numerous battles, with Jericho being the most um, most known one. But this particular one I was talking about in um, Joshua 10, the battle against the five Amorite kings would be different, for God himself would personally get involved in the battle. Yeah. As God intently watched Joshua fighting and conquering his enemies, his warrior nature was so stirred within him that it motivated him to personally participate. God, God suddenly commanded the archangel Michael, this general over the armies of heaven, to bring from his war room some hailstone bullets and bombs. God took some of the bombs in his hands and threw them at the enemy, killing thousands. He kept throwing his hailstone bombs until he had killed the majority of the enemy soldiers. And after the battle, he commissioned the Holy Spirit to make sure that it was recorded in Joshua 10 and 11, 10 and 11, that there were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. So the Lord wanted all to know that he is a mighty warrior and the mightiest of all warriors. Amen. Our, Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ is not only the king of kings, he is also the warrior of all warriors. Exodus 15.3 declares that the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. Other illustrations says, says it like this. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is a warlike one. The Lord, the warrior God. Jehovah is mighty in battle. And the eternal knows how to fight well. The eternal knows how to fight well. He's the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight champ of the universe. Can't be stopped, won't be stopped, because he got it like that. Now let's go to the list. Expectations of intercessory, intercessor warriors. Number one, these are some expectations that I got to have going in. I have to expect that angels will go into motion once I sound the alarm. Once I warn the people and let them know what's going on, I have to expect that angels will go into motion once I sound the alarm. Mm -hmm. Psalms 103 verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. So, the enemy may come up. The enemy may come up against me in one way, but they're gonna flee in all seven directions. Yeah. All seven directions. Yeah. The enemy may try to bum rush me. They can come up with me all they want, but the word tells me is that angels stay camped around about me. So right now there are angels who are personally assigned to you. 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 They're there 24-7 every day of the week, whether you're messing up That's or whether you're messing right. good. It don't matter. They are camped around you 24-7, but right. they're just waiting for you to say the word of God so they can go into motion. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yes. They're waiting for me to say the word. My angels are literally sitting around me every day like. Amen. <laughs> okay. How long are we going to talk about this pain being hurt? Right. How, how long are we going to talk about um, your financial struggles? How long How long are we going to... Speak the word. Speak yeah. something. Yeah. You can't hear them, but they're yelling at you. Speak the word. Yeah. So we can go in motion. So we can go to work. So we can turn your whole situation around. Yeah. 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 So we can set the captain's free. So you can be yeah. set free, yeah. delivered, and healed. Yeah. Speak yeah. the word. Yeah. So that we can go in motion. So I need to expect... When I move by faith and when I step in my position as an intercessor warrior, that angels will go into motion once I sound the alarm. My words have power. They can either 
help me or they can destroy me. Yeah. My words have power. So I have to make sure that I'm speaking the right words so I can get yes. the right results. Yes, yes. Somebody say amen. 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 All right, number two. Expect natural laws to bend once I move by faith. Once I move by faith, expect those natural laws to bend and to break. We just read in Joshua, Joshua chapter 10, chapter 10 is a mighty powerful That's passage right. in the Bible. That's right. Because we read through verse 11 where it said there were more who were killed by the hailstones that God was throwing at them than those that were um, killed with the sword from the children of Israel. But you go down to verse 24, Joshua, as the commander-in-chief in the army, he said, he interceded and said, you know what, God, you told us to conquer these people. You told right. us to defeat these enemies. We yeah. need more time. <laughs> We need more time. We need more time. We're going up against five Amorite kings. Yeah. We're going up against five different kingdoms right now. Ah. We need more than 24 hours. <laughs> so God sitting back on his heavenly recliner and said, pause. To the sun <laughs> and to the moon. Yeah. God's really stopped time. Yes. Yes. So they can yes. finish yes. beating them down yes. and get yes. the job done. So when I'm in the middle of my battle, I gotta, I, I gotta have an expectation going yes. in that God is gonna bring a river in the middle yes. of that dry desert. Yes. I have to go yes. in expecting yes. that God is gonna make a path in the middle of this forest. Yes. I don't care how thick the jungle is, that path will through some way, somehow. But I gotta speak the word of God. I gotta put my angels to work. If I don't put my angels to work, they just gonna sit there and watch me mess up. So I gotta expect the natural laws to bend once I move by faith. Somebody say by faith. Number three, expect. Everybody don't want to hear this, but it's true. Expect demonic resistance. Right, 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 right. Expect demonic resistance. Daniel chapter ten. Daniel prayed. Nebuchadnezzar needed. He needed a translation. He needed a revelation. He needed some impartation. So Daniel prayed. But the answer didn't come for 21 days. Right. Right. But it wasn't because God didn't hear him. Yeah. It's not because God didn't hear you. It's not because God didn't hear you. Yeah. It's not because God did not hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Headquarters got the message. Yeah. Right. But when they sent an angel come deliver the message, that angel was met with some, dem some demonic troops. Yes. Halting him from going today to Daniel to speak. Amen. Yes. And when the angel, in my, in my in my version of it, the angel hit up heaven and said, "Okay, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get this message through. We have a problem. I don't believe God said okay or anything. God said, Michael, yeah. Hannah." Yeah. <laughs> Resistance is going to come to yeah, me. Yeah. But I have to know, number four, 
that expect demonic, the demonic resistance to be demolished. Yeah. Yeah. Demonic resistance be demolished. Somebody say, expect, expect the demonic resistance, the demonic resistance to, be to be demolished. To be demolished. To be demolished. How many of us have heard this phrase before? Resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. Listen, I believe that angel was met with a gang of truth from hell. And he said, listen, y'all might as well just let me through. Because <laughs> resistance is truly futile. Because once I phone heaven and they bring Michael here, Michael gonna knock y'all something fierce. Michael gonna clean house. <laughs> listen, because the devil's tried this before. We know he caused a, he caused a little civil war in heaven. Jesus. And one third of the angels went with him. But Jesus said, I saw Satan fall. Yeah. <laughs> like lightning. Like lightning. Yes. They didn't throw him out. They didn't, they didn't throw him out. They, they, they said that brother Pat. <laughs> Some of us get the right hand of fellowship, they gave him the left foot of fellowship. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta you gotta expect that the demonic resistance is gonna be demolished. If they couldn't overthrow heaven, they're not going to overthrow heaven. Amen. Right. I'm made in the image of Christ yes. Jesus. Yes. God said, let us make man in our own yes. image. Yes. God had a picture of, inside of himself of somebody being an overcome. So that means that you, 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 and everybody, all those who are watching, everybody who's watching, we're all overcomers. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. It may be like this now, but it ain't going to be like this for a first Oh, it's going to change. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm praying. I'm, I'm interceding yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling heaven every day, every hour, letting them know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So if the one third in heaven, the one third that fell with Satan, couldn't overthrow heaven, what they think? What you think they're gonna do about you? You got angels specifically careful wrong about you. Yeah. It's simple math. The one third in hell can't beat the two thirds that's in heaven. Right. Amen. Simple math. It's fractions. I don't like it, but it's true. <laughs> it's a present help at the time of need. But I'm interesting when I'm going through a battle. Right. The one third in hell cannot beat the one third in heaven. That's right. I, I, I got too much firepower on me. Yeah. I got too much juice. Yeah. I got the juice. Yeah. I got the juice. I can, I can walk with I can walk with a little limp in my step now because I'm, I'm good. I'm taken care of. I have a right to be confident in my God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's too many. There's too many examples in the book. That's right. Where He came through. Yes. He did above and beyond. Yes. Joshua said we need more time. God just stopped the sun like it was a play button, the pause button. He did. He 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 exceeded his expectation. He exceeded his expectation. Yeah. So expectation of an intercessor warrior. Expect your angels to go in motion. Expect natural loss men. Expect demonic resistance. Yes. But then expect your demonic the, the demonic resistance to be demolished. There's one more scripture I have and I'm, and I'm going to close after this. Matthew 26 verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to the place called Gethsemane. And said to the disciples, sit here 
while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Musicians, Pastor Daniel, Michelle, Dr. Barakas said. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Because you not watch with, me, watch with me one hour. Watch and pray. Come on, say that. Watch, watch and, pray. and pray. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away praying, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass from me, away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. He came and found them asleep again, for, he, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Are you still in that state of mind? Are you still being disobedient? Are you still not aligning your word with the promises? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let's give the Lord a hand, come and praise, and let's stand. I read that scripture because it's important. As a watchman and as a warrior, that we are at war and the enemy is approaching. For some of us, the war has already started. The enemy has already been attacking us mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually. He's already set traps. So we, we've already been experiencing the fight. What you need, you need to know is because we're at war right now. We're at war with the enemy. Known throughout our, throughout our American history that wars have a name. Yeah. There was a revolutionary war. There was a civil war. Yeah. There was the um, the war on drugs. There was a, a race war. There was the Vietnam War. There was all these wars. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy has set loose a war on families.
not, we're going to intercede in this time right now. If you want to link up with somebody, you can. If you want to walk around the sanctuary and kind of do a prophetic thing with uh, the Israelites marching the wall, marching on the wall, the wall of Jericho, you can do so. But at this moment, it's complete freedom. Because we're about to go into set operations, set loose.
I felt I felt some chains breaking right there. I felt some strongholds being released right there. I felt somebody's faith level rising right there. Somebody's about to give up, but they're stronger now. They're wiser now. They're better now. I want to make four appeals to you real quick and I'm going to get out of your way. The first appeal is the appeal of salvation. You know, most people try to get their act together before they come to God, but I'm here to let you know that it's impossible. You won't get your act together until you come to God first. Not second, not third, not fourth. He has to be first. You are here today, or if you're watching, and you are not saved, and you know you are not in right relationship with God, and you want to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, I just simply want to pray for you right where you're at. If you lift your hands right there, if you're not saved, if you're watching our online viewers, you can put an emoji or say, This John, I'm not saved, and I want you to know Christ. Or maybe you're not sure if you're saved or not. Sometimes you feel saved. Sometimes you feel like you aren't saved. But let me let me let me tell you something. It is the will of God for every believer to be assured of their salvation. So again, if you want to give your life to Christ, so simply raise your hands. And we'll be in faith with you to receive. Amen. The second appeal is rededication. Perhaps you were once saved, but you lost your fire for the things of God. Maybe you are like a prodigal son and have gotten out of fellowship with God. Or maybe you have let hurt situations and or people get in between your relationship with God. God wants you to return home to him. Simple as that. He loves you just the way you are and he wants to have fellowship with you. So if that's you and you decide to rededicate your life to Christ, Raise your hand, leave a comment, and let us know. My third appeal during this intercession moment, you saw a lot of people speaking with this heavenly language. I believe there are some people who have never spoken the Holy Spirit before, but then it was on live today. It is the will of God for every born again believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit.
felt the Holy Spirit nudging at your heart or anything like that. And you, you have a sense of, this is home. This is where I want to be. We're going to ask you to come down. We're not going to put a mic in front of your face or anything like that. We're just going to simply give you some information after the service that you can take home with you and pray about it to God. If that's your desire membership or just at least information about membership, leave a comment on Facebook. Raise your hands if there's anybody in here on this morning, this afternoon. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these precious people who through the raising of their hands have acknowledged that you will meet their spiritual needs. Now, Father, together we join our faith and believe that boldly and unashamedly, every person that looks you nudging at their heart and those who raise their hands will move forward in their purpose for you, unhindered by any force of the enemy. Father, you are the Lord of the harvest, and we declare that none of this harvest is lost today. Father, I thank you that your word has been sown on good ground, and that it will produce lives, it will produce fruit in the lives of your precious people. We release the rebuilding, repairing, and restoring power in accessory prayer into, your, into our lives right now. God, we thank you that you are reversing all darkness, restoring all losses. delivering us from all destruction. The power of Christ's resurrection is active and changing our lives for 